Hello, and welcome to Deep Lorable, a podcast where a couple of friends dredge the internet for the deepest lore. I'm Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And today, for our second episode, we thought a, a bit of a change in pace from something as broad as vampires. Today's topic is the man, the myth, the legend, Captain Crunch. Billy, why don't you give us a a brief overview for the uninitiated or the overseas? I actually don't know if this is a this is an overseas brand. I in all of my research, I actually did not look that up. Oversight. Um so what Cap- Captain Crunch here in the US is a it's a cereal brand. I don't know who owns the rights. PepsiCo. Off the top of my head. PepsiCo? PepsiCo is the uh the mother company basically that uh, Captain Crunch is produced under. All right. They have various different flavors ranging from the standard, which is tiny little squares, kind of orange, um, to uh, Oops All Berries, which is just various colors of uh, round nuggets. Generically fruit flavored. Yeah. It puffs. Kind of like if, um, what is it, Cocoa Puffs? Is that the other cereal? Kind of like if that just had the flavors of Fruit Loops. Yeah, like if you crossed Cocoa Puffs and Fruity Pebbles. Nobody knows what the flavors of Fruity Pebbles are. It's just free. Incidentally, the sort of vanilla, the default baseline flavor for Captain Crunch was the flavor profile was supposed to, it was supposed to taste like a brown sugar and melted butter glaze over rice. I don't know if you if you caught that in your... I, uh, I did catch that, which... I can't see it, but, you know... When I first read that, I was sitting here like, that actually might be decent. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, butter and brown sugar glaze is a very good thing. Uh, in, in our family, we enjoy it on cooked carrots, which uh, saying it the way I just said it makes it sound like we're monsters, but, you know... Um, here we are. I, I like carrots. I, I'd be willing to try that. It's we we call them glazed carrots, and frankly, they're very good. Uh, I promise. Are they healthy? I don't know. I don't know if uh, if the sugar and butter glaze that is put over the vegetables makes the vegetables less healthy. I feel like it probably does. It probably sort of neutralizes each other. I was gonna say yeah. It probably neutralizes and just equates to just null. Yeah. Which, you know, isn't how nutrients works, and yet, uh, it's how it feels like it should work. You feel like you should, if you eat like an yeah. apple, you should be allowed to eat, eat like three cookies. Or however many cookies we think should equal an apple. Uh, but then we get into the caramel apples and... Anyways. Yeah, then you get into caramel apples and candy apples and the people who break teeth on those things. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, have you ever had uh. a candied apple, Billy? I have not. Oh, neither have I. I've had caramel apples. I'm not the biggest fan. I cut mine up, which again probably makes me seem like a monster. But I'm I cut up my apples. Uh, I I I cut like I I take it off the stick and I cut the, the caramel apple into pieces. Apples are one of those things that I just for whatever reason will not just straight up take a bite out of. That makes sense. I I people in Japan I think uh, I'm I'm pretty sure think that Americans culturally are rather weird for not cutting up their apples. Um, yeah. I seem to remember floating around online 
uh, a game where like Japanese people would hand like Americans an apple just because they know that the American will just straight up bite it out, bite it out of the apple, and they're like, "No way! There's no way someone would be that just barbaric." It's like doing that with a tomato just bothers me. We have definitely gotten off track. Captain Crunch, which is very apple related, is our topic for today. Circling, yeah, circling back around to our actual topic. Circling back around to Captain Crunch. How how'd your research go on this one, Billy? I I spent probably three hours researching and didn't get anything very groundbreaking. It was a bit of a tough one for me. What I did get that I didn't notice until the page I was looking at pointed it out. The the mascot, Captain Crunch, actually only has three stripes, which makes him a Navy commander and not a Navy captain. And when confronted about this, PepsiCo and the people that made the cereal. Yeah, that was that was a really big deal, like all over the place. Yeah, it was made a big deal. The excuse that the, the people that made the cereal gave was the fact that he owns a ship named Guppy and captains it. And that's what makes him a captain. So I but I was doing so on that point, I was doing some research on previous like older designs of Captain Crunch, right? Yeah. And the I found and I'm not in I'm not a hundred percent sure this was official artwork uh for the brand, but I think it was a a version, very early version of Captain Crunch where he had only one stripe on his on his coat, which is the rank of ensign, which is yeah. like the lowest rank I could find. Um, so I've seen him with one, two, and three. There is also, I found, floating around online, a petition with ten, last I checked, ten people who signed it to promote Captain Crunch to the rank of Admiral. <laughs> Which Admiral Crunch. I, Admiral Crunch has a good ring to it. I don't think that's really how ranking up in the Navy works. I'm pretty sure there's other things that have to go into it. I feel like that's, you know, kind of verging on nepotism at that point. If someone is just by popular demand promoted to Admiral. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure we would have like a dog somewhere that is an Admiral. If that were the case. I I don't know about you, Billy. I'm not much of a dog person, but I would probably vote for a, just a good cute little dog. If there was a dog that was just, was helping our Navy on their boats, I would, I would promote him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like a the firehouse dogs kind of thing. Yeah. Did you find Did you find Captain Crunch's Twitter? I did not. So Captain Crunch has a Twitter. He's had one since like 2011 and posts <laughs> regularly. Unfortunately, a lot of the like best tweets uh, from Captain Crunch are more visual, and so they don't really work for our, our podcasting medium. Uh, lots of pictures, lots of, uh, there was a long stint, a lot, like, it seemed like a good couple of months, uh, off and on again, where Captain Crunch has partnered up with various rappers, including Vanilla Ice. (laughs) Um, Vanilla Ice seemed to be the, the biggest one, but... That was kind of a strange crossover event that I saw on that. Also, in in Captain Crunch's bio, in his Twitter bio, uh, he has this. He has uh, stated that he has uh, rated been rated best eyebrows in the mil- on the Milky Seas, <laughs> which 
you know, it's self-proclaimed, so we have no verification as to whether or not he was, in fact, rated best eyebrows on the Milky Seas. And we also don't know what the qualifications were, so we have no idea how, you know, valid or validated uh, this these credentials are. Did you... So, Billy, did you, did you find... What else did you find about him, other than the whole Admiral, Captain... Ensign Commander. So I found I found that he has a full name, which I wasn't aware of, which is Horatio Magellan Crunch. Might have butchered that, but uh, I think it's Magellan. But yeah, Horatio Magellan Crunch. That's a that's a name. That is that is a serious like no n- nothing nothing vanilla for the captain. I was expecting him to be like. Like his first name be Captain. Captain Captain Crunch, yeah. Captain Captain Crunch. Captain Captain Crunch would have been a a better, a, a good choice, yeah. Horatio's pretty good. Captain Captain Crunch would have also been very good. Another thing that I found, which I found very humorous, was after it started circulating that he has three stripes rather than four, the Navy checked their records, didn't find anything, and then the NCIS investigated him for impersonating a naval officer. Oh no. That's wonderful. I like it was definitely a PR joke, but did you find any further thing other than just rec- like just that record of I looked into it and that's the only thing I saw. Oh. Come on, Navy, you're letting us down. There was such so much good Oh. So much we could do with that. That's got so much legs, Navy. We also we also found, uh, and I think Billy, you probably also discovered this one. The name of his ship, yes, is the SS Guppy, which he sails quote unquote on the Milky Seas off the coast of Ohio. Which, for all of our non non geographically inclined, o- Ohio is not a coastal state in the United States. The cool. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know what we want to do about that. Well, I mean, we've got to, we've got a goal now. We've got to go to Ohio and find the mystical find milk Find the lake. Milky Seas? What would we accomplish? An endless supply of milk? I... That's got to be terrible, though. Think about that. Think about, think about a ocean, or no, a sea. Oh, yeah, it would have. Made of milk. There has to be something that's keeping it from not spoiling, because if it, I think within the lore of Captain Crunch, it's magic because it is like there is a magical island in this sea. Yeah, where the trees talk. Right. And there is a mountain made out of Captain Crunch cereal, which kind of brings up another which is... question. Where does the is Captain it... Crunch cereal come from? Well, the mountain. But why is it like, does he own that mountain? Did he buy that mountain? He's got a fake military. He's got a fake naval rank. So... What's uh what's the deal with this mountain then? Does he mine that and that's that's how he that's his cr- that's that's the Captain Crunch? That's the Crunch cereal? He he mines the mountain for the cereal. And the the berries are ore, like your iron, nickel. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so oops all berries is just was a really profitable mining day. <laughs> I seem to remember the marketing for Oops All Berries being that they forgot to put the rest of the cereal in. 
Uh, like I, I remember there, I remember these very, very early two thousands commercials where, uh, they had like the factory and like the Willy Wonka esque factory and something happened to the, to the assembly line and it just stopped spitting out cereal. And so it's just all berries, all berries in the box. I, I also found, uh, Captain Crunch's main rival is one Jean Lafoot. Yeah. Which is a parody of an actual, like, French naval captain, which I think, I think, and I'm not, don't quote me on this one, because this one, I couldn't find a ton about uh, Jean Lafitte. And actually, let me take a quick, quick hiatus, because now I kind of want to look this one up. Uh, Jean Lafitte, let's see, uh, French pirate and privateer who operated in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, what, anything famous? Character and abilities. Ooh, he's got superpowers. Hang on. <laughs> Drinking, gambling, and women. All right. Ah, yes. The only superpowers worthy of the Avengers Initiative. Yes. Oh, shoot. Wait. <laughs> that's too That's too real. That's too accurate. I mean, they've got Black Widow, whose superpower is that she's really good at everything. Her Her superpower is uh, is gambling, drinking, and women. Interesting. But yes, so Captain Crunch's rival is uh, Jean Lafoot, who is a parody off of Jean Lafitte, the French pirate and privateer. But that's not his only rival. The Soggies. The Soggies, Billy. Would you like to tell us about the Soggies? So the Soggies are alien creatures that are, they resemble blobs of milk. And their leader is this giant mech with kind of just eyes that poke out, kind of like a kind of like Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. And their goal Which I believe is was to... called like the Sog Master, right? Yeah, Sog Master. Their their goal is to try and sink the guppy, but the ship is unsinkable. They're also trying to saw to soggy turn the Captain Crunch cereal soggy. And the whole marketing thing was that it doesn't go soggy. At least for a long time. Which seems like a lie to me. I don't know if you've ever had Captain Crunch. That... It is. It might have been like something in the past, but nowadays it, it's turned soggy so quick. Have you ever had that uh, Frosted Flakes, like that crunch, that extra crunchy brand of Frosted Flakes? I am not. There, there is a there is a brand of Frosted Flakes whose marketing thing is very much like Ca- the Captain Crunch cereal, where... Uh, it is like it doesn't get soggy in milk, and mm. I've had that cereal. That stuff does not get soggy. Like it will eventually because you know it's milk and it's et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But um, that stuff holds up way better than the Captain Crunch cereal does currently. Now Billy makes a good point in that recipe could have been different in the past. Maybe as the FDA has kind of started changing regulations and stuff and started to change the things we're allowed to put in cons- items meant for consumption, <laughs> maybe whatever chemical compounds they were using in the Captain Crunch cereal are no longer considered FDA approved. So they've they've adjusted their recipe to be better for, for everybody. And, and as a result, they had to sacrifice a little bit the longevity of Captain Crunch cereal in the, like, and in milk. And yet the Soggies, an alien race that is dedicated to making all cereal soggy, that's still a Captain Crunch villain. Well, 
and I kind of I kind of misspoke. Their plan wasn't to just individually soggy the cereal. It was to turn the entire world soggy. Oh, it was the whole world. This is even bigger than just cereal. But they kept getting thwarted by Captain Crunch. He he's he's the defender that mankind deserve not the not the defender that mankind deserves but the one that they need i in my research found a fact about captain crunch that i found very humorous Ooh, i'm ready in 2017 the beer geniuses at massachusetts somerville brewing company uh-huh. teamed up with the ca- creators of captain crunch to make a beer that featured it called saturday morning they teamed up with the actual brand, or they just, they just these madmen decided to make the actual the actual brand, huh? And they and, made and a they beer set up on Saturday morning. <laughs> that's that's reflective of a certain uh, that's reflective of a certain life morning lifestyle and childhood, huh? The the image for the can was the most humorous part about it. Oh no! Because what is it? it, it it's a beer can, but on the front of it is just the Captain Crunch with berries. <laughs> so you just got this this kid cereal mascot on a can of beer. On a can of beer. <laughs> oh boy, that's that's a decision. That is a decision that the Captain Crunch brand made. All right. Wow. No, I would not have expected Captain Crunch has a beer. I didn't either. A brand of beer. Interesting. I, you know, I do feel like um, we should probably, I do feel like we should probably establish uh, we are not being sponsored by Captain Crunch in this episode. We are. (laughs) But no, we are not being sponsored by Captain Crunch in this episode. Uh, And probably after this episode, we won't be sponsored by Captain Crunch if there was ever a deal in the works. It's our second episode, so that's kind of dreaming big, but here we are. Is that about all the... It's not all the research that we've found. Was that kind of the ace up your sleeve for the deep lore? Um, there's that and there's one more. Okay, I will... I'll, uh... Alright, so I've got two. I've got two aces for this. Alright. And one, I'll ask you, I'll ask you what you want first. One is related to Captain Crunch, but is not necessarily like directly Captain Crunch lore. And I also will need to preface uh, that one with this bit of information was done independently of the Captain Crunch brand. And so it is not directly reflected on, you know, Captain Crunch itself, but it was, it was, uh, it is, it is related enough to be called Captain Crunch lore. And the other thing is very Captain Crunch lore related and is very delightful. Um, give me give me the one that's more Captain Crunch related because I think the second one you and I have in common. Okay. Then I will I will let you tell the second story if it is if it is the same thing that I have here. And and for our listeners, that is definitely something that you gotta Going into this, Billy and I do our research for these topics separately, and we try to find disparate sort of information that's so we don't overlap too much. But we also don't have any talking back and forth beforehand before we record these episodes about what we've discovered about each of these topics. So sometimes the information that we have is going to overlap very hard, as with this episode already I've seen a lot of 
information that because this topic's a little more limited than vampires, a lot of this information that we found is stuff that like we both knew and and so it was less of a surprise. And some of the fun of this comes from us being surprised at what the other person has found. That being said, the first thing that I found, or well, the the thing that you wanted me to, the option B comes from 1985. I want you I want you to step back, step out of time, out of 2020 for a minute, back to 1985. It is the height of the I think I think it's the silver age of comics is the silver or the golden age the more recent one uh silver age I think it's the silver age and Marvel has started producing a line of comics entitled the amazing spider-man oh the amazing spider-man had a crossover with Captain Crunch (laughs) in the comics Oh no. <laughs> it was it was in partnership with an ad campaign which featured clues in the comic to quote unquote help Spider-Man find Captain Crunch and rescue him from the Soggies. <laughs> which culminated in a battle of Spider-Man versus the Sogmaster. And just we have no um we have no established like named winners of this contest cuz there you better believe there was a contest involved and in the contest was i believe for a million dollars but it may have been like 10,000 or 100,000 dollars for i think no this was 1985 that would have been wild if it was a million dollars yeah that would have must have been like 100,000 or something it, yeah it must have been uh, the equivalent today's 1 mil a million would have been a wild amount of money for kids to purchase um you had to purchase captain crunch cereal and in the, on the cereal boxes there were hints you would get like pages of this this spider-man comic and there were hints that led up to the location of where captain crunch was and so you sent in your solved clues with the answer of where captain crunch was and question mark question mark question mark then you got money somehow i did find that there were multiple, like an indiscriminate number of winners of this. So it seems that all of the money did did not go to one person. It was like a pool. Uh, apparently the Milky Way was where Captain Crunch was being held captive, which makes sense considering the Soggies are like an alien race. Yeah. But I was not expecting that Captain Crunch was going to be in the Marvel Universe. Our, our uh, Horatio Horatio could go up against uh, Thanos. He'd lose, but, you know, he could. Or maybe he wouldn't. I mean, his ship is unsinkable. And, I mean, look what happened to the last ship that was unsinkable. It. I don't know why, but I've got... I've, I've now got the image of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's that scene where all the Avengers are getting ready to f- square off against Thanos in Endgame. Ooh. And out of the portal just comes the guppy. <laughs> we need we need to do ooh ooh. We need to do a commercial edit because there are uh, there was a in the early two thousands um, because that is where I got a lot of my TV commercial viewing done uh, when I was a, a youth in the early two thousands. There was a also a series of Captain Crush commercials where the captain would burst in almost Kool Aid Man Kool Aid Man style burst in through the wall of like the kid's house on his ship. Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah, there was like the catchphrase "crunchitize me, Captain." Yeah, yeah, and then things would happen. But I think that one of those commercials would be perfect to uh, chroma key out the ship bursting through the wall and use that 
as like the the effect of it bursting out of the portal oh i bet you you could do that with some with the proper like masking and video editing mm. somebody might we might need to get some oh, i might need to do it forget getting someone to do it <laughs> i have that ability oh but yeah captain crunch marvel character marvel crossover i i should have looked up what his power scaling was because you know there's a wiki out there that's got like each of the marvel the marvel characters and their power uh scaling on them but uh all right that's that was pretty good that that's that is i hope a contender for the deepest lore captain crunch is a marvel character all right billy what do you got so before we get into this like mike said this has nothing to do with nothing to reflect to the actual brand of of the cereal please don't sue us captain crunch we understand that this was A, in the past, and B, not your fault. So, somebody once used a toy whistle out of a box of Captain Crunch to hack AT&T's phone lines. Yes. Because it could be easily modified to emit the same frequency that would indicate the trunk line was ready to make another call. Mm-hmm. And so it would go, the phone line would direct you to the operator, but because you used the whistle, it would just immediately direct him to a different call so you were able to make calls for free and the worst part was this guy did not have enough big brain mar- like he was smart enough to do this but did not have the big brain marketing side of him to make money and live well off of it he did go to prison multiple yeah. times and then he taught everybody in prison how to make these things <laughs> so it kind of backfired the man's name was John Draper. I also saw somewhere that he started producing little boxes that had the same effect. Yeah, called blue boxes. Yeah. So I, I copy and pasted uh, a little bit more of this information because I wanted the exact deets. But it was so there was a there was a, a blind a blind man by the name of Joe Ingressia who basically was whistling while he was on the phone, and he found that while he was whistling, he would just keep getting disconnected. And he wasn't sure why. And through some through some asking around, the word got out to to this fellow that the telephone switching systems worked on a 2600 hertz tone. Now, I'm assuming after technology and stuff and the fact that uh, we don't use uh, telephone operators really anymore, because phones phones have gone to a digital signal. So this is like. Yeah, this was back. This was back when it all worked on landlines. So I assume this does not work anymore. I hope this does not work. Don't do this. You will get in trouble. And also, it just it causes a bad, uh, problems for everybody else. But a tw- playing a 2600 hertz tone would cause the phone to disconnect. And John Draper found out about this and used, as Billy said, the Captain Crunch toy boatswain whistle uh which you could get in like boxes back when captain crunch boxes uh had little toys inside or back when cereal boxes did that more often yeah and uh it would signal that the call had been terminated one end of the trunk line would close but the other end of the trunk would be kept open and so since you were making a international or a long distance call, you would be able to continue making those calls anywhere because the phone system now thought you were a telephone company operator. And man, like absolutely on a list of the deepest lore, I was not expecting Captain Crunch's connections to uh, the hacking community. Yes, as, as and as Billy said, like later these things became 
they grew into blue boxes and I think black and brown boxes were also things. I don't know what those are all about. So I was kind of interested. But I also felt like the further we dug into that rabbit hole, the further we'd be getting from Captain Crunch. And so I will be satisfied with the fact that John Draper eventually went to jail for his crime and while in jail uh, helped a bunch of the inmates build little radio receivers, which caused some communication problems in there. But yeah, Billy, I was so happy when I found that. You you are... That was a good, a good pull. That was... That definitely is a contender for the deepest lore. Uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. I don't know about you, but I have that is pretty much all of the information that I dug up. Uh I did I did pull out there's one other line uh on the on Captain Crunch's Twitter where he says uh that so, so you know, there's there's a brand of uh, there's a Halloween themed Captain Crunch cereal that gets released around this time of season, actually, to date this episode a little bit. Yeah, that turns the milk green. It's like Frankenberry. Yeah, no, Frankenberry is the other one. That's confusing. But uh, but yeah, there's like a Captain Crunch Halloween brand cereal. He does say on his Twitter that uh, the cereal turns the milk Frankenstein green, which seems to imply to me that he does not. He does not know one of the most famous literary faux pas, which is that Frankenstein was the doctor, not the monster. Yeah. Or alternatively, and this may be a hot take that no one was ready for, maybe he thinks the doctor was green. Ooh. Maybe maybe we need another episode of Deep Lore on Frankenstein the doctor. Maybe. Everyone knows about Frankenstein the monster, but uh, we need to do a little expose on the doctor. Green skin? Maybe. He couldn't have gotten much sunlight. That turns your skin green. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe he was a vampire. Maybe he was a vampire. Who knows? I mean, we know because we've done research on vampires and we know how that goes. You guys can go watch the previous listen, watch the previous episode. Listen to the previous episode if you want to want to find out about that. Spoilers: We actually don't go too much into skin on that one. No. No. All right, Billy. I think it's I think it's pretty much like it can't be the thing about the fact that Captain Crunch is not a captain. That is definitely the most um that's scandalous. That's, that's surface level. Yeah, more. that's the most scandalous, but that is also super well known. I think we got to we have I do like the fact that there's Captain Crunch brand beer. Yeah. Like that's definitely that's real good. That that is not something I expected. Do we think that's that's enough of a contender to keep up with both John Draper and uh Spider-Man the Spider-Man Captain Crunch crossover or I think personally the 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 deepest lore of the winner is the Marvel crossover. I feel like that's got the most implications, right? Yeah, that's that's just funny. It's hilarious. I also think it's hilarious that the Captain Crunch uh, toy whistle was, yeah. could get you infinite, infinite long distance calls. But that's also a little more, it's a little more adjacent to like Captain Crunch lore. It's less Captain Crunch. It is, it is lore for Captain Crunch, but it's more, it's just, it's not like directly, directly because of Captain Crunch. John Draper would have found another way to get a perfect 2600 hertz tone. Had Captain yeah. Crunch not produced this little whistle, 
But Spider-Man never would have fought the Soggies if not for Captain Crunch. I did have a hard time finding all four, like, uh, all four of the ad campaign panels or pages for Spider-Man for the crossover. So that's that's still a mystery for for the future. Uh, but yeah, 1985. Y'all go look that up. Spider-Man Captain Crunch crossover. It, it wasn't like a whole comic. I mean, it was, but it was only a few pages. Yeah, but still uh, Captain Crunch versus Squirrel Girl. Captain Crunch would lose. Squirrel Girl. I don't know why. Why is Squirrel Girl so strong? I. Because squirrels, man. I guess. They're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad squirrels. Discord got They're out nuts. Just... <laughs> yep. Oh, All right. Good gracious. All right. I think. Uh... I think that's where we're gonna have to call it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel crossover, or Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel crossover is just, just how it is. Spider-Man, Captain Crunch crossover. Now that's the weird one. Anything, anything else, Billy, to bring up before we close, close it, close the books on Captain Crunch? No, not that I, not that I deem worth, uh, nothing that I deem worth noting. Then, uh, thank you all, thank you all for listening. As always, it was it was a blast researching this. Um, we will be back next week with our next topic. Uh, any ideas, Billy? What you wanna wanna talk about next week? Um, not not really. I feel like we should go a little wider than Captain Crunch for next week. Yeah, Captain Crunch definitely. was a bit was a little tough. It was a little little narrow. We'll save the Kool Aid Man for another day. Ooh. Should we do Florida Man next week? <laughs> we should do Florida Man. We should do Florida Man. I'll bet we you. I'll Florida bet you Man. Florida Man is going to be a good middle ground between Captain Crunch and vampires. Probably. All right, we'll put that on the docket next week. Mark your calendars. Florida Man for deplorable. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye.